0: Hello, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast. We are back with another episode today. My guest is Philip Wiley, and he is a hacker in residence. I want to get into that one in a second because that sounds fun. Um, But I'd like to take a moment and have Philip introduce himself, kind of tell us a little bit about who he is and and how he arrived. uh, What was his journey that took him to today? With that, to you, Philip.
1: Uh, thanks for the introduction, Jeff. Glad to be joined today. Uh, I'm the hacker-in-residence at SciCognito. Uh, We're an external attack surface management solution. And uh, I've been in the offensive security side of things for a little over 10 years. Total 18, over almost 19 years in cybersecurity. Before that, six years as a sysadmin. And even before that, uh, I worked as a, a CAD drafter. That's what got me interested in IT and what eventually ended me up in cyber. That's
0: awesome. I love the title, Hacker in Residence. Um, was that something that you came up with uh, at this particular position, or, or how did it come about that we arrived here today?
1: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting title because the, the company where I work at, Psychognito. I guess about the first six or seven months there, I was working on the product marketing team, which is a totally new Area for me, but then the company hired a chief security officer, and she recruited me over to the security team to perform the internal pen tests against our infrastructure as well as our SaaS based solution. And so this is the title they came up with. I tell people I didn't get a, a big raise for the move, but I got a, a fancy title.
0: Good.
1: <laughs> well, I think you should go for the raise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
0: know, being a hacker is 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 a unique position within the cybersecurity world. Uh, and through your journey, can you share with us kind of the most, one of the most fascinating aspects about being an ethical hacker, you know, within the cybersecurity world?
1: One, one of the things for me, it's been one area that's kind of held my attention for the longest because I worked in, AppSec was the second longest amount of time I spent in cybersecurity once I got into to penetration testing or ethical hacking it held my attention more because it's constantly evolving technology is constantly changing and keeping up with that just always gives you a challenge and it never gets boring
0: you know and as a hacker I'm going to follow that but follow that up with the question you know you've again have a very unique viewpoint or line of sight into how security is developed deployed And, you know, quality controlled because you're trying to break into it. So when you're hacking, what do you think of cybersecurity in general, where we're headed, and, you know, where some of the bigger gaps are that maybe we really should spend some more time addressing?
1: I really think it just comes down to the basics, having good security hygiene, making sure you're addressing all the different areas, you know, multi-factor authentication. But even aside from something like that, making sure you have strong passwords uh, used in your environment, make sure that you're uh, using least privilege on any kind of your systems, you know, file shares, applications, and making sure you're keeping patched updated and, and configured securely because usually it's one of those areas uh, whenever as a pen tester we get in, it's most cases it's usually like outdated software mm. or accounts running at a higher privilege than what they need to be. Because even on pen tests where it wasn't a scope for web app and I was doing an infrastructure pen test, during these pen tests I found uh, you know, web services that were vulnerable. In a lot of cases, companies are using or different applications use uh Java servers for uh, consoles to IT uh systems as well as security and so if you get access to one of the systems that may be the only way in if they're using a weak password and it's running at an elevated privilege you gain access to that then you've got access at root or domain admin nt system authority or some higher you know level of access that you can do things that you shouldn't be able to do and just practicing that good security hygiene across the board covering the basics goes a long way
0: you know, you, you, you said two things that really resonated. Um, one is that, um, when you're doing pen testing, you are able to see things and get into places that you shouldn't sometimes with ease and, um, how fast the, the, the platform moves in order to secure it and, and the basic hygiene that's just surrounded, surrounding it because Things move so fast. So you had said that you wanted to share some advice or I- insights uh, into a, for primarily aspiring pen testers on how to get into the business, how to stay current, how to upskill. What are your thoughts there?
1: Sure. One of the one of the things I you know because I kind of mentioned with you know securing environments is making sure you know you're taking care of the basics. So if you're wanting to be a pen tester, then you really need to understand the basics because you have to understand the technology before you can defend the technology or break into it. So a lot of people get really uh, hyped and really want to get into pen testing, get to the hacking part, but you really need to understand the technologies to be able to break into it. So make sure you're taking your time to learn the basics because networking skills, uh, as well as, you know, some web app pen testing operating systems like at a sysadmin level are going to be very helpful because if you get a shell or command line access to a system and you don't know the command line you're going to be doing a lot of googling so and there's nothing wrong with doing research because we have to do that on the fly a lot of times but you want to make sure you're building up a good knowledge uh base where you're not you're you're able to address things like networking and operating systems relatively easy that way you can uh spend more time on the more difficult tasks while you're performing pen tests.
0: That's, that's well put. And wow, that's, that's a lot of really good information. I'm going to kind of rewind 30 seconds. And and you said something uh, earlier surrounding building the basics, but on top of the basics, being able to do the research on the fly because things move so quickly. How would you, or what advice would you share with those in the business who are getting started or maybe a little bit more junior? Because we're well aware that things do move so fundamentally quickly in this business. And keeping up with the bad guys is, in a lot of times, almost playing catch up to stay on an even playing field. So, how do we? not fall behind
1: one of the first things i'm going to say is uh you need a good resource good resources to to learn from good resources to pull information from and one of my favorite resources is twitter a lot of people they're not involved with it don't understand but you know some of the best security researchers are out there on twitter so anytime a vulnerability is released uh, a security researcher figures out how to exploit those vulnerabilities They share blog posts of the code on how they do it out there. And one of the things I noticed, too, recently I was at a conference and I found, you know, we need to keep up with the current events, uh, the different exploits out there, different news items and different breaches to have ideas of the information and understand that. But one of the things I also see is people aren't plugged into the community. Mm. I mentioned to a couple of different people about Jake Williams, also known as Malware Jake, some research he had that I was sharing and i ran to several people that really didn't know who he was and if you really keep up with who's who in the industry and where to find the research you're going to you're going to be a lot more successful otherwise it's going to be harder to go out and find good quality research if you're just depending on blogs or certain websites mm. uh a lot of cases these people that that share stuff on twitter or presenting at conferences they present a new you know, come up with new exploits, new tools and stuff like that they share out there. So making sure to stay plugged into the community and find these resources. So maybe you're not a pen tester, you're an incident response, find good resources in that area and follow them. Because, you know, it's much easier to gain access to resources if you're following others that are doing research and not just depending on trying to find it all on your own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes back to the old adage, right? You know, the bad guys all work together to 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 do bad things maybe we should spend some more time and focus on working together to to defend right uh we're stronger as a team i guess
1: i agree and then when you look at some of the the crowdsourced methods out there you know cuz you've had the bug bounties that are it's crowdsourced pen testing uh you have companies like crowdsec that's sharing log information so the more we share like you said the stronger we are together because one person trying to do this all on their own will never keep up. But if you listen to others, and that's another thing too, is keep an open mind to other people and their and what their recommendations and stuff and not be closed-minded. Some people are just, you know, I find this a lot. People my age have been in the industry for a while that maybe you're closed-minded and you're missing out a lot when you don't. Don't dismiss because someone is just starting out, hasn't broken the industry, been in the industry a little a little, a, a small uh, portion of time, because one of the things I f- I found, and from teaching at a college, teaching pen testing, when people are just starting out, they're looking at this thing through a fresh set of eyes. They're learning these things new, and there may be some resources that you may have not seen along the way that they've picked up on something new. So, uh, always be willing to listen to others and have an open mind. Yeah, young
0: minds, fresh ideas. They're able to see things that we can't because we're so tainted because we've been around so long. Wow, uh, well put. Thank you for that, Philip. All right, hey, we're going to wrap this up with a fun question. It's a, it's a feel-good Friday question, if you will. Uh, we'd love to hear a story of, of something that has happened to you where maybe it was something small in your eyes, but it really made a difference to someone or some company or a group of folks and, and it's just kind of a reminder to all of us who watch uh, you know, why we really do what we do.
1: That yeah, one story, you know, there's there's several stories, because one of the things I really like to do is mentor and help others get started. Uh, but, but one story I'd like to share is a young college student, we connected back in 2020 through a virtual conference. We were connected on Twitter and LinkedIn, and we met for the first time at a conference in Texas. Last year, last fall. And we stayed in, in contact since seen and seen each other at different conferences and stuff. And one of the cool things was that she said I inspired her to speak at conferences. So now, you know, she's working on her master's degree in cybersecurity and she's already spoken at five conferences. So it's just really cool to inspire people because one of the things success feels good and you can only succeed so much on your own. But when you can live through the eyes of others and through their experiences and see them succeed. I mean, it's really at times even better than your own success, and that's amplified when you help multiple people and get to watch their successes. I mean, it's just you know a really happy experience and great to see others succeed.
0: Philip, thank you very much for that story. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you for spending the time with us today. Uh, we we're we're big fans of yours, honestly, uh, here at the CyberPro Podcast. So, Philip, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Hey, you made it to the end. Thanks so much. For more episodes, you can find them here.